got the vision and the vibes. What's up, y'all? I'm Barma Lyons. And it's your girl, Taylor Winbush. And we are the host of the, the Vision and the Vibes podcast. We're here to inspire, challenge, and motivate you to live your best life. And trust me, we got it all, honey. That's right. We, we got, got the, the vision and the vibes. We got the vision and the vibes. Okay, girl, let's get started. It's time to secure your vision and embrace the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Vision and, and the, the Vibes. Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Lyons. And it's your girl, Taylor Wimbush. And today, we are talking about something that will make you really think. Okay. Sorry. Oh, wait. Uh, apologizing. Oh, apologize. <laughs> okay. Yes. Apologizing. Apologizing. We're talking apologize. about apologize. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right, Tay. We're going to talk about I'm sorry's. We're going to talk about apologies. We're going to talk about don't do that again. You know what I'm saying? Wow, so uh, you liked it? Yeah. Very spicy. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> did you guys actually know that there are apology languages? Yeah. So we actually read an article on Exo Nicole and there were, there are actually five different apology languages. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's interesting because we always talk about love languages. We do. But we never hear about apology languages, which I feel is just as important because when communicating, especially in relationships or friendships, you need to know how to apologize. Yeah, I think that's so true. And it's about how you apologize and also how you receive the apology. So um, we're going to break down five languages and try to figure out which one you identify with the most. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it isn't always the easiest task, right? It's not because you literally have to put your pride to the side and apologize. Yeah. But it's it's very necessary, especially if you want to have healthy relationships. Okay. Let's let's kick it off. Let's go full throttle in front of it and take it on. Okay, Tay? All right. So <laughs> let's go through all of the languages. And here they are. The first and foremost, we're going to talk about number one, expressing regret. And number two is accepting responsibility. Three, making, you know, restitution. Or how do I say the word? Restitution. Restitution. I'd like to buy a vowel, please. (laughs) (laughs) I said restitution. That was a very corny joke. (laughs) But I thought it was funny. It was funny. I laughed. I laughed. Okay. So number four is genuinely repenting. Okay. And requesting forgiveness yes so that is number five all right so before we identify because we definitely want you guys to take some time to like actually see which language you identify with the most but before we do this let's kind of dive deeper into what these actually mean so we're just going to give you guys some examples of each of these five languages so it'll be easier for you to break down okay so for an example for expressing regret which what's number one it would be i'm sorry i hurt you yes okay so an example of accepting responsibility is i'm sorry i yelled at you earlier i was wrong okay uh for making restitution it would be what can i do to make this up to you this is really cool because i'm sort of seeing how an apology can break down and how when one of them are lacking it feels makes me feel some type of way yeah and it's just if it's great and it also depends on like i think Apology languages also tie into love languages as well, Mm -hmm. Um, because if you are an active service person, maybe restitution is probably the best way to apologize, Um, depending on obviously what you did, because sometimes. Anyways, so an example of genuinely repenting is saying, I know what I did was wrong and I won't do it again. Wow. I like that one. And an example of requesting forgiveness is 
Well, you forgive me? Will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? Please, sir. Okay. <laughs> more? More? You want more? You want more. All right. What movie is that from? Um, Oliver uh, Twist. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Okay. So hopefully these examples have helped you identify which apology language identifies with you the most. And Barmel, I have to ask, what is your apology language? And it's, I think it's okay to have more than one. Okay. Um, this was actually pretty hard because when we were going through them, I was really trying to observe and identify what could be mine. But I really resonated most with genuinely repenting. I know what I did was wrong. That's a piece of accountability and I won't do it again. So you're making now a promise and a statement to me that you won't do it again. I feel like that hits home for me most. Yeah, I think for me, um, let's see. <sighs> I think I think um, for me, it's it's kind of like in between like accepting responsibility and making restitution. Okay. I think those it. are like my two. Um, Cause I mean, like if I'm apologizing to you, I'll be like, dang, I know that was bad. I'd be like, Hey, I'm sorry I did this. And then I won't really say, what can I make it? What can I do to make this up for you? I'll just go out of my way and do something that I know you like. Yeah. Action. It's more of like an act of, it's acts of service. Okay. Um, all right. So I think it's also important for us to discuss how we actually receive the apologies the best. So mm. outside of us giving apologies, so how what which one would you say would be the best reception of apologies for you? Or is it the same one? Well, I think that I will respond more to a genuinely repenting. Uh and an example of that is just, you know, if you really do somebody wrong, I need you to take accountability. And I shouldn't have to come to you for an apology. You know what I'm saying? I would rather you go out of your way to acknowledge what you've done, how you've hurt me. Um, so maybe actually it could be a combination of not only genuinely repenting, but acknowledgement that there was a hurt there expressing regret. Like, yeah. are you actually sorrowful for what you're doing? Or are you just apologizing to move past it and bridge the gap? Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I think genuinely repenting is something that I receive that I'm most receptive to. Um, and then also accepting responsibility. I think that it is so important for you to understand what you did. And um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I definitely think that's great. So we usually do stats in the beginning of the episode, but guess what, y'all? We didn't forget about you. Don't worry about it. Tay got it. Tay with the statuals. Yes, we didn't forget about you. All the factuals. We, all the factuals. <laughs> um, dang, I was trying to think of something that rhymed, but it's I couldn't. Okay. Very hard. You Anyways. usually have bars. It's all right. We'll try again another time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's break down some important stats. So statistics on Americans are actually really hard to find for this, but according to the BBC reports that British people say at least say sorry at least eight times a day or apologize eight times a day. And some say it's as often as 20 times a day. Wow. That's a lot. That? I do not yeah. say I'm sorry that much. Yeah. That's around 250,000 apologies in a lifetime. What? But a lot of people say, I'm sorry, but when they don't really mean it, which we'll get into later in the episode. Cause like they're, Stuff we don't need to apologize for. That's true. Which we'll get into. But anyways, yeah. get, go to the next step. 43% of people, y'all, admit that they regularly apologize when other people do something wrong to them. Like someone bumps into you on the sidewalk and even though it was clearly wasn't your fault, you know, they you start saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. So That happens to me all the time when I'm in Walmart or Target. Same. Or Kroger. So it was funny because I was in Target one time and had... 
said, excuse me, because I was walking in front of this lady. And I guess I was, it was her daughter. And the daughter said, I'm sorry. And um, she wasn't in my way. She, I was just passing by her. And the mom was like, why are you saying sorry? <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, yeah, you don't need to apologize. And it's just so crazy that it's, it's mostly in women, though, but it's embedded for people to apologize for things when they feel like they're being disapproved. Mm. I feel like that is the key. You want to say sorry before you feel like there's a repercussion. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last one is informal research, which I just said supports that what many people have observed is that women say sorry much more often than men do. I want. I really need to understand why is it? Why is that? I think maybe it's the way men versus women are brought up, um, and men are usually. I feel like just perspective wise, men are brought up to sort of be leaders and be in the household, and they. I don't think they get necessarily as much repercussions when it comes to women in certain dynamics. Yeah. So I feel like that could be why. I think I think that, and then also just bringing up like women not truly embracing who they are as in their adolescent ages, um, trying to fit into some sort of a box. I yeah. feel like, from my opinion, men are more encouraged to do things on their own or, you know, not rely on people. That's and true. I think it has to do with a sense of independence. But there's a lot of things that can kind of go into this based on upbringing. Um, but, yeah, don't say sorry. And I think also women are naturally people pleasers. Yeah. So that might also be why too. Mm, yikes. Okay. So basically only say sorry y'all when you really mean it is yes. what we get into. So here are a few things that you can do to stop saying sorry when it's not really called for. Okay. You supposed to be. Uh, okay. You, you asked for it. So I'm going to give it to you. Uh, you can say, excuse me as Taylor example, you know, excuse me. Thank you. Or Nothing at all. I really want you to try to practice the nothing at all part. Let's see how that works. I think that's good too. But if you feel like you need to say something, you have backup plans. But try to say me. And I know you're probably thinking like, thank you. Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Um, All right. So when we're saying that, so say if you're venting to a friend and you feel like you take another time, you're like, sorry, I'm venting right now. I just, I'm sorry I took up your time. Don't say sorry, sis. Say thank you for being there for me and move on with your life. And, you know, that will probably hit way harder than a sorry. Yeah, I'm just like, now, because also, too, like, from a psychological standpoint, Mm -hmm. if you say, if you're apologizing for taking up someone's time, the next time that you have a conversation with them, they're going to be like, damn, this person, oh, excuse me, dang, this person is, um... About, about to, to waste call my me, time. yeah. About to vent, about to go on and on but and on. If you show appreciation the first time, be like, "Oh, she probably really needs me. Let me be there for this person." Yeah. So I feel like you're setting a tone of how people view you based on how much you apologize for stuff that's unnecessary. Yeah, and there's a value that you just now created by saying thank you, an attachment of value to that person and conversation. Uh, so I really like that. Okay, now that we've got that out the way, let's jump back into the apology languages and knowing when. It's best to apologize. Yes. So we talk about this a lot, but if you're really good at discernment, then it might be easy for you to kind of fill out, put some feelers out to say if you should apologize or not, or when it's the best time to apologize. Um, discernment is obviously easier because God's voice is always loud, which we talked about in the last mm-hmm. episode, but we just don't listen. Mm. And don't apologize. I got to say this. Don't apologize to make people comfortable. No. Let that sit. And be silent. Mm. Let's take one second. Okay. Felt that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make sure your yeses means yes and your noes mean 
No. Correct. When you do this, it's a form of, you know, what? how would you identify it? I mean, technically, it could be like manipulation if mm-hmm. you're only doing things or you feel like you have to apologize to make the other person feel comfortable or to excuse bad behavior from the other person. Um, so, which goes into gaslighting. So, like, there's just, like, a lot of different things. Um Attached to it. Attached to it. And then when you apologize and you don't truly mean it, you're throwing away transparency, which is very vital for healthy relationships. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to really believe that the sorry that you just gave me is real? If I've experienced a bunch of sorries that have no action and no truth and no reliability behind it. Or you're doing it just to make someone feel better. Which in turn doesn't. Right. So. So, Oh, yeah. So basically, (laughs) don't. So basically, don't apologize out of fear, and you have to actually be remorseful for what you did. If you don't really mean it, like B said, do not do it. Don't do it. Just ask God for conviction, you know, and ask him to show you how maybe the other person feels. Because sometimes when you say sorry all the time and you're not really cognizant of how that could be impactful, I think you hit on something that was amazing, which is full transparency, how that lack of full transparency can make the other person feel about your I'm sorry's. So now that you realize that and there's a place of understanding there, you can have a place of empathy. That's so good. A lot of people lack empathy. I will say their EQ is very low, mm. very low to the flow, to the flow, to the flow. <laughs> but um, if you did someone wrong or if the roles were, I think asking the question too, like, dang, if I were put in that person's situation, how would this make me feel? I think that's a really good starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and also taking in the full account of everything that's happening because Sometimes when we ask those questions, we're only asking it from our perspective. Um, But I think taking into consideration everything that's surrounding that person that you're knowledgeable of, because someone could just be having a very rough day and you may have just been like the icing on top based on your behavior. So I think just kind of keeping that in mind is is so important. And um, sometimes it's best to obviously apologize right away, but sometimes it's also best to let the situation sit and then come back with a remorseful apology. Don't just apologize because it's in the moment. But has there ever been a time where you were expecting an apology and you didn't get one? Oh, all the time, baby. All the time. Like, you have to realize, and this is a thing I feel a lot of the times about people in general. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of attachment to thinking that people deserve an apology, And I feel as though if that person is your person, if that person is your friend, if that person is significant to you in any type of way, they'll know that they should apologize or they'll feel bad and they'll take another step. I don't I'm not going to go out out on a limb and ask you to apologize to me. Right. It's either you feel inclined to or you don't. And hearing that and my love well not love language y'all my apology Apology language language is genuinely apologizing so that really now connecting the dots makes sense for me because if you don't if it doesn't come from a genuine place where you're taking accountability as well as saying there's going to be a change it's not going to resonate with me nor do i want it right i agree um and what about you tay i mean yeah for sure i think in those situations where where you maybe expect someone to, but the thing about expectations is you always going to get disappointed. You always going to get disappointed because everyone's not going to be just as everyone, not going to be as, as nice as you, as fly as you like, everyone not going to move like you and everyone doesn't have, have the heart mm. like you do. So you can't expect people to 
to do what you would do. Yeah. But in those circumstances, I'm just like, okay, cool. This is how they're moving. And this is what I need to just kind of be cognizant of when I'm dealing with this person because that's of their character at this point. Let's um, talk about moral compasses, though. Girl. Not everybody people, got them. A lot of people don't have them. And that's really something you need to take in consideration when you're expecting an apology from someone because if they're not rooted in anything, right? why would they ever feel inclined to Correct. apologize to you? Because they're not holding themselves accountable to a higher power or, or a higher situation or even just the fact of being a good person. I agree. I think that's so good. And I mean, I think it's so important to where like, what about the times where you never got an apology and you felt like you had to explain yourself to the other person? Mm, yeah. I, um, Has there ever been like a situation where you felt like that? I had to explain myself to them. Yeah. I think I, I've done that in relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I'll be like, you know, like this really hurt me. Why would you do that? Or try to over explain. Maybe I'm thinking in my head, maybe you just don't get it. Maybe it's not resonating with you as mm-hmm. to how it could have processed that you've hurt me. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's a thin line with that because there's only so much explaining of yourself that can go on. If they wanted to understand, they, they would. Yeah, that's fact. Um, this is really good too, because this is where communication is really key. And are you able to actually articulate your feelings? Uh, are you good at that? I feel like I've gotten better over the years. Like when I'm not gonna lie, like when I was younger, I was not the best at articulating how I felt. Um, I'm also the type of person too, if you really just cross me, I'm just finna not mess with you no more. I just kinda like, oh. And also too, like it's it's very easy for me to kind of detach from situations. Mm. I'm like, okay, bet that's how you move in. Bet. But I think And it depends when, on the relationship too. I think it does depend on the relationship, but I think even with relationships that could have probably well, I think everything happens for a reason, to be honest. But yeah. as I've gotten older, I think I've had more valuable relationships. So within the relationships that had the most value, I've had to learn how to communicate better. But growing up, like, it wasn't something that I was always the best at. I would suggest, like, a really good thing to do is tell the person, I felt like this when you did this. It's as simple. It, I'll say it's as simple as that, even though I know it's more hard of course, to actually open up and express those type of feelings. But you did this and this is how it affected me is a great start. Yeah. And I think um, being able to do that is so important because then you really see how and where the person stands. So can you think of like an exact example where you had to ask for, well, basically not ask for an apology, but basically do that. that. Had to be the person on the other side giving it, giving an apology. I think, oh, wow, that's hard. Self-reflection, guys. Look within. Um, I think I've done that, especially when it comes to maybe my friends at times, you know, but I take accountability. If I feel as though, oh, I can see this person is hurt and maybe they haven't been talking to me, you know, maybe they haven't been maneuvering the usual way that I see them, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out of my way if that relationship is important to me to ask them, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Uh, is there something, some way I can help? I want to be transparent with you. So please be transparent with me so that we can hopefully move past this. Cause this is a relationship that I value. Yeah. I think that's so good. Um, I think this is also to, and then also to like, just keep in mind, if you keep apologizing for the same things, it means nothing. It's you. Exactly. And there is no action again behind it. You it, doing the same thing it's, over and it's over. It's a character flaw. And it's just like, and if multiple people are, you're doing the same thing to multiple people, then just keep that in mind too. But I also think too, when people do you wrong, it's best to uh, 
Like, when do you determine if an apology is going to actually change their behavior? Like, was it really resentful and genuine? Yeah. I be telling that right off the bat, child. Ooh. She's a little detective. I Detector. am. Like, my senses just be off the charts. I'm just little like, spideys. wow. <laughs> this is really who they are. Like, but I think I think it's just like when people do things, you just have to watch. Yeah, be vigilant. And I, I hate that because it's like you don't want to be on the defense all the time when it comes don't to be, relationships. Yeah, you don't have to be defensive. Just watch. Be open. Yeah. But once you see something, it all goes back. If you haven't watched our boundary episode, you really need to watch our boundary episode because now when, when people step into a territory where you feel like an apology is needed, you're, you're starting to cross a boundary because now I'm affected, right? And in doing that, there if you watch our boundary episode, we talk about consequences and we really get down to the nitty gritty and break that down. So if you don't, please go watch that. But when it comes to apologies, that's important to even identify, right? Um, because people will be people. Sometimes you just have to see how people move. But um, I hope this episode was really helpful for you guys. I hope you guys were able to identify um, your apology language. And I think that this is a really good conversation to open up with your friends and mm. ask other people what their apology language is based on the information that you learned here today. We'll also link the article from XO Nicole because I think there's a quiz on there yeah. where you guys can actually see what it is just based on the quiz. If y'all are doing the love languages test, you better do this apology test because I'm sure it can help some of y'all relationships, no, friendships for, and otherwise. It's, it's so good. And I feel like it's just, it's always better to understand how someone can communicate before you get to the point where you have to actually apologize. Because some people, it, we, we're going to do a whole other episode on this before we close, but it's just like some people, when they hear apologies or when something's done wrong, they immediately shut down and there's different versions of reactions. So breaking down those reactions can be helpful for you to navigate not only apology, but conversation in general with someone. I agree. I agree. But thank you guys so much for joining this podcast today on the Vision and Vibes. Ah, you already know. Be sure to follow us on all of our social platforms, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple. Yes. All of the above. Leave us a good review, honey. Let us know how you felt about the conversation. If you would like more, if there are certain topics that you want us to talk about, yeah. we are open and ready to chat, honey. Yes, the the chat line, the hotline bling. What? I know when a hotline bling. Yeah. Hey. That again, on like me one thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, again, it's your girl, Taylor. And it's your girl, Barmel. And you're, you're watching, watching the vision and the vibes. Okay, we got the vision and the vibes. Bye, y'all.